Shalom. We're in the midst of our shiurim discussing Shemitah's inner message, trying to get down to the essence of what the seventh year is all about. We've been discussing the preparations necessary for the Shemitah year. Shemitah, although it begins on Rosh Hashanah of the seventh year, at the same time there is another mitzvah, a mitzvah which according to Rabbi Yishmael is rooted in a halach l'mosh Sinai, an oral tradition, and according to Rabbi Akiva is rooted in a pasuk in Parshat Kitisa, that even prior to the arrival of Shemitah, the plowing, which is done in advance of the Shemitah year, has to be restricted at the end of the sixth year. And the Katsir, one rests from their normal plowing and normal harvesting. The harvesting after the Shemitah year also has to be limited with the understanding that Shemitah, while it is celebrated over one year, it actually extends even prior into the sixth year and even afterwards into the eighth year. This concept of Tosefet Shvi, we noted, has two essential aspects. Aspect number one is rooted in the restrictions which apply to the sixth year, the end of the sixth year, and the eighth year, the years <coughs> around the observance of Shemitah itself. However, Tosefet Shvi has another level as well. Not only does it focus on the actual limitations, but rather focuses on the preparation and the ability to extend the Kiddusha, to extend the holiness of the Shemitah year, even beforehand into the sixth year and even afterwards into the eighth year. What we find is that according to Rabbi Akiva, the simple understanding of the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah Daftet that we discussed is that the source of all concepts of Tosefet Kiddusha the concept of Tosefet Shabbat, Tosefet Yom Tov, Tosefet Yom HaKippurim, all of them stem from Tosefet Shvi'it. The idea that we can add on to the Kedush of Shvi'it serves as a model for any other time that we want to extend Kedush. In order for us to gain a better understanding of this, and to actually appreciate the time we're in now, we are now in the sixth year. The sixth year is waning. The period of Shavuot, which is the period the last period where there was during the time of the Beit HaMikdash restrictions regarding what can be plowed has already passed. We are arriving soon at the time where Shemitah will be upon us. But the question is, how prepared will we be? The concept of Tosefet teaches us that we can add on to Kedusha. But besides the concept of Tosefet, there is another very similar concept, while at the same time very different. And that is the concept of Hachana, preparation. Everything in the world that is worthwhile requires preparation. But when it comes to spiritual events, the concept of preparation is so necessary that to a certain degree, as we will see, the preparation itself under certain conditions is actually more important and more impressive than the actual experience in its own right. We know that when it comes to Shabbat, there is not only a concept of Tosefet Shabbat, but there is a concept of Hachanot Shabbat. In order for one to be ready for Shabbat, when there no cooking is allowed, when no kindling is allowed, people have to prepare in advance. If you want to have food to eat on Shabbat itself, you must prepare, and sometimes even with a little difficulty, a little toil on Erev Shabbat. But when we think of Hachana, we often focus on the practical elements involved. Hachana, after all, is very utilitarian. If we want to have an enjoyable, experiential Shabbat, we have to make sure that all that's necessary is prepared in advance. All the accommodations, all the preparations, we put our time and effort in order to be able to experience and appreciate the Shabbat itself. 
However, there is another element of hachana, which is not utilitarian in the practical sense, but rather necessarily utilitarian in the spiritual sense as well. The more effort we put into the preparation, the more we actually experience and realize that our, our purposeful preparation serves a goal. In order for us to want to be prepared for Shabbat, we have to be involved in the preparation itself. And therefore, if we want to get a better appreciation of what the preparation for Shvi'it, the time period that we're in, it's the sixth month, the sixth year, similar to the sixth day of the week in preparation of Shabbat, we have to gain a little bit of a better appreciation of what the concept of Hachanah Shabbat is. By comparing it to Hachanah Shabbat of the week, hopefully we'll be able to greater experience the concept of Hachanah Shabbat Ha'aretz, the preparation necessary in the sixth year in order to be able to experience and appreciate better, what Shemitah is all about. The concept of preparing on the sixth day for Shabbat is actually explicit in the verse in the Torah. In the Midbar, when the Jewish people were fed from man min what the Torah calls lecha min the bread from the heavens. That was the rain that came down, as the Pasuk says, The daily rain was a daily dose of man. And this man could not be collected extra. Everyone got for the day what was necessary for that day. However, the Torah tells us that one day of the week, on the sixth day of the week, there would be a double portion. And the reason for this double portion would be to enable the Jewish people to have bread for Shabbat as well. Because man would not fall on Shabbat. The Pasuk says, in this context, that on the sixth day of the week, Vayabayom HaShishi, Vehechinu et asher yaviyu. Vahaya mishnah yom yom. The Jewish people would receive a double portion. What the Torah later call lechem mishnah a double portion of bread, and that bread would be, would serve as the food not only for Friday, but for Shabbat as well. Now at first glance, this is merely an indication of the need to prepare in advance the man. However, the Gemara, and followed by the Shulchan Aruch, seems to understand this pasuk of as a mitzvah of hachana, a mitzvah to prepare in advance for Shabbat. Now when we think about it for a moment, it's very interesting that the Torah chose the source for the need to prepare in advance on Shabbat from man. What could be so essential about man and so connected to the idea of preparing for Shabbat? If one looks at Shabbat from the outside, one is liable to look at Shabbat as a great invention. Shabbat, after all, is a day of rest. It's a day when one person doesn't have to be involved in all of their daily endeavors in the workplace, they can focus on spirituality, on friends and family. However, if you look at it from a different angle, from the angle of the businessman who thinks he doesn't have any, enough time for business altogether, you look at Shabbat, Shabbat is a day where the factories aren't running. Shabbat is a day where we're not making money. Shabbat is a day which is liable to put our whole livelihood in jeopardy. Therefore, comes the month. And the man tells us that a person's sustenance comes from the heavens. You think, at first glance, that you might be losing in your celebration of Shabbat, but the opposite is true. On Friday, you will receive Lechem Mishneh. You receive a double portion. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will ensure that your observance of Shabbat will not at all put in jeopardy any efforts 
for you to be able to support your family. Rav Hirsch, on this pasuk of Veichinet Asher Yaviu in Parshat Beshalach, Perk Design Pasuk Hey, concludes Shira Mazona Kaful Biyom Hashishi Yochiach Lehem Ki Hashem Yisapei Gamet Hatzachim Hanovim Min Adrishot Hamiuchadot Shel Torato. Says Rav Hirsch, don't worry even for a moment. You think that observance of mitzvos might actually hurt your financial standing? Just the opposite. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will ensure that one's observance of mitzvot will not hurt at all. And in fact, if you look at the Malbim on the same verse, the Malbim points out seven essential lessons that can be learned from the collection of Mon in this manner on Friday. Among them, Remez shashamayim muskarim lamala him yachinu et shefa kodesh mikdushat the same way, says the Malbim, in which the heavens prepare and show their preparation for the arrival of such a wonderful day, the day of Shabbat, so too you have to prepare what God gives you. You prepare the Lechem Mishnah. You prepare this extra portion for Shabbat and make it worthwhile. The concept of Friday as a day of preparation for Shabbat is very connected to the concept of the sixth year preparing for the seventh year, for the Shemitah year. This lesson of the month and sustenance coming from the heavens, even when the mitzvot of the Torah seemingly restrict our ability to reach financial success, is all the more important and all the more connected to the year of Shemitah. The year of Shemitah is a year of Shabbat. It's a year of Shabbat Ha'aret, a year where a person does not endeavor in the normal business practices, a year which a person essentially gives up ownership of all the fruits and all of the wonderful things he's worked so hard in order to grow. A person is liable to think that the observance of Shemitah will in fact lead to major financial losses on his part. However, the Torah in the same context teaches us through the man that the observance of mitzvah will in no way negatively affect our financial standing. In fact, the opposite is true. And this idea, especially through the idea of com- connecting the hachana, the preparation regarding the man, to, and the preparation for Shabbat of the week, and the preparation during the sixth year of Shabbat Aritz is actually picked up upon both in the Midrash as well as in the Zorah Kadosh. The Mechilta de Rebbe Yishma points out as follows, Even before I provided for you the mitzvot, I gave you in advance the rewards of those mitzvot. What the Medrash is pointing out is that this concept of Eichinot Asher Yaviu is actually in Parshat Peshalach. Only in the following Parsha, in Parshat Yitro, are the Aserat Adibrot given to the Jewish people, and only at that time are the Jewish people actually commanded Zachorat Yom HaShabbat Lekacho. Only at that point are the Jewish people actually commanded regarding the observance of Shabbat. And therefore, this mitzvah, which precedes the actual commanding of Shabbat, is essentially an indication, says the Mechilta, an indication of the, of the tremendous reward that one who observes Shabbos will receive. One who observes Shabbat will receive a reward in advance on the sixth day, a double portion than what he usually gets during his normal business practices. And the Midrash continues that this not only happens on the sixth day, but this happens in the sixth year as well. The Pasuk in Parshat Bahar describing when people ask, well, what will we eat during the seventh year? What will we eat if we are going to be observing Shemitah? Answers the Torah, Vitzivitiat birchati. Kadosh Baruch Hu says, 
I will provide and I will command my blessing to reach all your crops and you will have what to eat. Because the sixth year will provide not only for the sixth year, but for the seventh year and even for the eighth year as well. What this Midrash seems to point out is that both by Shabbat Bereshit and Shabbat Haaretz, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us very clearly that proper observance of the mitzvah during the seventh period will experience a special brach and a special blessing in that preparatory stage of the sixth period as well. Regarding Shabbat Bereshit in the sixth day of the week and regarding Shabbat Haaretz in the sixth year of the Shemitah cycle. The Zohar HaKadosh also says a very similar idea comparing the two in the Zohar, Parshat Baharit Af Kuf he says the same way in which Hashem says, Notein lachem bayom ha-shishi lechem yomayim, I will give you a double portion of bread on the sixth day, kegav nada, in the exact same way, v'tziviti et birchati lachem b'shana ha-shishi. At first glance, what the Midrash and what the Zohar HaKadosh are telling us is, as we noted before, a person will not lose through their observance of Shemitah a person will be provided with extra from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In fact, a beautiful extra that comes from the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. Lechem Mishnah, a double portion of man on the sixth day, and Vitzivit Birchati, the special blessing, on the seventh day. However, logic would dictate that this idea even goes a little bit further. This period of the sixth day and the sixth year are, as we noted, periods of preparation for those glorious moments. It is not merely that God chooses to provide a blessing, an extra bracha, on the sixth day. But God essentially seems to be saying that if you use that sixth period for this wonderful act of preparation, one will receive not only spiritual bounty and a greater appreciation of the seventh, the day of Shabbat, or the experience of Shemitah itself, but one will also appreciate in an extremely more pertinent manner the experience of the special day. The Svorno states, in Beshalach Perk Tetzayim Pasuk Hei, Ve'ichinu et asher yaviyu, Ve'omer ve'ichinu l'orer, She'yizdarzu la'onig Shabbat b'matamim, V'shekol z'rizutam b'zeh yiyeh me'erev Shabbat. Says the Svorno, Ve'ichinu, the Torah's commandment of preparation, is that a person should be involved, all of his efforts should be rooted towards the preparation both in the physical sense of having an onig Shabbat, having a delicious, desirable Shabbat through the preparations that one's involved in, and at the same time in the spiritual sense. All their alacrity should be in this endeavor on Erev Shabbat. The Sefer Chassidim similarly says in Siman Kuf Memtet, Mi she'tarach be'erev Shabbat yochal be'Shabbat, Says the Sefer Chassidim, why is it that we are so involved? Why are we running for our preparations for Shabbat? Because the preparation of Shabbat, says the Sefer Chassidim, involves the recognition that one is not merely preparing for one's own personal needs, but one recognizes that the Shabbat HaMakkah, the queen, the Shabbos queen, will be entering into his home. O HaKala, L'chadodi L'krat Kala, Pnei Shabbat Nekabala. Shabbat is also our, our wife. 
וכל בני חבורתה באים אל ביתו, מה הוא עושה? שמח שמחה גדולה ואומר כמה עושים לי כבוד גדול אשר בואו בצל קורתי. הפרסון הוא בסופו that the queen has chosen to rest, to go to his house, that the bride has come to his house. And therefore, with such alacrity and such care, he makes sure to prepare every single aspect of the house. That is the Kavod Shabbat. That is the preparation in advance that one prepares his house for Shabbat with the recognition of who will be coming in Shabbat. Ve'ichinu et asher yaviyu, says the Svorno, says the Sefer Chassidim, is not merely about the preparing in advance to make sure you have your needs. But it's about a recognition of what Shabbat signifies, of what Shabbat is all about. And therefore the need to prepare in advance is essentially an indication of the understanding of what Shabbat is for us. When one thinks about it, one could view preparation in one of two ways. Preparation could be a physical necessity. I have to ensure that in my home everything is prepared for Shabbat. Or preparation could be understood as personal involvement. The need to prepare even if there are other ways of ensuring that the result of having the house and all the food ready for Shabbat could be achieved. What is the most logical, nafkamin as we call it, what is the practical difference between these two understandings? The most basic practical difference is what if somebody has numerous servants, numerous helpers in the home, and they can ensure that all the physical preparations are achieved even without their involvement whatsoever. One way of acting, one way of understanding is to essentially say, I don't have to be involved. I will have my servants. In fact, they're better cooks than me. Let's let them do everything. However, the Gemara tells us very clearly otherwise. The Gemara at the beginning of the second parak of Masechet Kiddushin, in the context of mitzvah bo yoter mi that regarding certain mitzvot it's preferable to do the mitzvah personally. Mitzvah bo, through a person himself, yoter mi rather than do it through the efforts of an agent. And the Gemara there tells, tells us about the greatest of the Amoraim, who despite the fact that they had servants, were involved personally in the preparations for Shabbat. This idea is actually nifsak in Shulchan Aruch. It's brought and codified in the Shulchan Aruch, the code of Jewish law, that no matter how many servants a person has, a person should be personally involved in the preparations of Shabbat. But why is that necessary? Evidently, the preparations of Shabbat are not merely a utilitarian necessity to ensure that all is ready for Shabbat, but are actually a practice connected to being in a place where you actually are involved in the preparations. Being in a place where you are anxiously awaiting the arrival. As the Sefer Chassidim said, the recognition that the queen, the bride, is coming to our home. And we are overjoyed at that experience, and we want to personally take part in those preparations. This idea of the feeling that should be a part of the preparations for Shabbat is beautifully illustrated by Rav Yosef Dov Halevi Salavechik Zatzal in his Allah Tshuva. I'll read from the English translation of Allah Tshuva, Unrepentance, which details his vividly elaborate Tshuva discourses. And there he speaks about the longing for the day of Shabbat. He says as follows, Allow me please to make a private confession concerning a matter that has caused me much loss of sleep. 
I am not so very old. Yet I remember a time when 90% of world Jewry were observant, and the seculars were a small minority at the fringes of the camp. I still remember, it was not so long ago, when Jews were still close to God and lived in an atmosphere pervaded with holiness. But today, what do we see? The profane and the secular are in control wherever we turn. Even in those neighborhoods made up predominantly of religious Jews, one can no longer talk of the Kedushat Yom of Shabbos, the sanctity of the Shabbat day. True, there are Jews in America who observe the Sabbath. The label Shomer Shabbos, Shabbat observer, has come to be used as a title of honor in our circles, just like Harav Gaon. Neither really indicates anything, and both testify to the lowly state of our generation. But it is not for the Sabbath that my heart aches. It is for the forgotten Erev Shabbos. There are Sabbath of German Jews in America, but there are no Jews of Erev Shabbos who go out to greet the Sabbath with beating hearts and pulsating souls. There are men who observe the precepts with their hands, with their feet, and or with their mouths. But there are few indeed who truly know the meaning of the service of the heart. What Rav Salavetrik is especially in, is essentially indicating is that often we are too wrapped up within the concept of being Shomer Shabbos, with observing the physical dictates of what Shabbat is all about. However, the essence of Shabbat, for one who appreciates the Kiddushah involved, is not merely ensuring that we don't violate any aspects of Shabbat, but is actually meeting the Shabbat Queen, coming to a rendezvous with eternity. And that experience says the Rav, he saw with the Jews of Erev Shabbos that he grew up with, and he fails to be able to see in America properly. The Jew of Erev Shabbos who longs for that experience. This concept of longing for the experience of Shabbat is duly noted in the Kabbalat Shabbat. Kabbalat Shabbat and the saying of the Prakim of Tehillim, the chapters of Psalms, as well as the indications of the special tefillah of Lechadodi made by Roshlomo Alkabitz essentially dictate those feelings of longing for what Shabbat is all about. In fact, that might actually be what a true Shomer Shabbat is all about. Shomer Shabbat, we often view as a Shabbos observer. However, if one looks at this concept of Shomer, to be Shomer something, to guard something, might, one might actually view it as very different. When Yosef tells his dreams to his father and his brothers, his brothers get very upset at his dreams. And they say, Do you think you're going to be the king over us? Do you think you're going to be the ruler over us? And it says in the Pasuk that the brothers had it in for Yosef. But the Aviv Shamaratadavar. The father, Yaakov, Avinu, Shamaratadavar. What does it mean, Shamaratadavar? Shamaratadavar Rashi says, Yoshev Umitsape, Matai Yavo. Shamar means you guard. You guard something precious. You guard something that you want to see it come to life. You guard something that you want to put in a museum in order to show the world. Someone who is Shomer a dream, says Rashi, is someone who is waiting for that dream to come into existence. Shomer Shabbat as well, some of the Mepharshim, some of the commentaries explain, is that same concept. Anxiously awaiting, when will this beautiful moment come to fruition. Shomer Shabbat is someone who anxiously awaits 
the arrival of Shabbat day. And in fact, we are not only relegated to be Shomrei Shabbat, a Shabbat Bereshit, but Shomrei Shvi'it. People who anxiously await the arrival of Shvi'it. There's an Arab Shabbos Jew that Rasalavechik spoke about, but those of us in Eretz Yisrael can also speak about, in my opinion, an Erev Shvi'it Jew. A Jew on the eve of Shvi'it, who not only is preparing in advance to ensure that his field will survive through the Shemitah year, but he's awaiting that Kedusha, awaiting the arrival of the Shabbat Ha'aretz Queen, awaiting for the arrival of that bride. And therefore, in order to gain a better appreciation of what this arrival is all about, we have to go even before the sixth year, even before the sixth day of the week, because essentially the preparations of Shabbat begin, the preparations for the next Shabbat begin immediately after the previous Shabbat ends. Right after Havdalah, as we escort the queen with the Malava Malka, we escort the Shabbos queen back to the heavens, we already start our preparations for the upcoming Shabbat. Regarding the appreciation of Shabbat, the Torah tells us two things. It tells us, Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekotcho and Shamor et Yom HaShabbat Lekotcho. Shamor, we already noted, means to be anxiously awaiting, to be guarding. Yoshevu mitzapeh. When will this amazing day come? Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekotcho means to remember Shabbat. What does it mean to remember Shabbat? Gemara in Beit Sadaf Tetzayin tells us of a difference of opinion between Shammai and Hillel, of what is the proper way to anxiously await Shabbat, to be mekayim this mitzvah of Zachor Yom HaShabbat HaKadshu. Says the Gemara, Amr Olav al Shammai HaZakein, Kol Yamav HaYa'ocha Lechvot Shabbat. Shammai HaZakein, every day of the week, every day of his life, he would always eat in preparation of Shabbat. What's it mean? Continues the Gemara, if he would find a beautiful animal, he would say, I'm saving this animal to be eaten on Shabbat. If throughout the week he would find a nicer piece of meat, he would save that special piece of meat for Shabbat and he would eat the first. He would ensure that throughout the week his mindset was always, let me ensure that the best will be saved for Shabbat. Hillel HaZakein acted differently. Shekol ma'asav l'shem shamayim. Shene'emar baruch Hashem yom yom. Tanya nami hachi. Hillel HaZakein was very different. Hillel would ensure all his actions would be done. L'shem shamayim. Even throughout the week we would find something proper. He wouldn't necessarily save it for Shabbat, but he would experience it on the day and try to ensure that a spirit of Shabbat would enter into that food as well. Gemara continues that Beit Shammai Omrim Mechad Shvach LeShabbatich. From the beginning of the week, you already act in preparation of Shabbat itself. The whole week has to be permeated with this concept of the preparation for Shabbat. This notion of preparing throughout the six days of the week for Shabbat itself would seem to be not only opinion of Shammai, but essentially the simple meaning of this pasuk, Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekatshu. What does it mean to Zachor, remember Shabbat, in order to sanctify it? The Ramban in his commentary on the Torah explains that this is essentially a mitzvah to count the various days of the week toward Shabbat. The first day of the week, we don't call Sunday, we don't give it a specific name, we call it Yom Rishon, the first of the week. Every day we say a Shir Shel Yom, 
At the end of davening, in the morning, we say a special tefillah, speaking about the unique characteristics of that day. And common practice is, at the beginning, right before we say that tefillah, to say, Hayom Yom Rishon Bashabbat, Hayom Yom Sheni Bashabbat. We count the various days of the week towards Shabbat. The opinion of Simcha Zissel Broidi and others is that before saying that, a person should note, Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekatsho, Hayom Yom Rishon Bashabbat. Should note that they're being Mekayim, the mitzvah of remembering Shabbat daily. This idea of remembering Shabbat throughout the week, and that the preparation of Shabbat, as important as Friday is, as important as being an Erev Shabbos Jew is all about, at the same time, the preparation should be through the entire week. This idea is actually seen by the man itself. Not only was there the collection and the preparation of the double portion of man on Friday, but the Pasuk says, Sheish yamim tilketu, uvayom Shabbat lo For six days you gather in the man. On the seventh day, it's Shabbat and you don't. Six days in all are these days of preparation for that amazing experience of Shabbat. The same, similar idea where the seventh day is that holy day is in Matan Torah. Matan Torah, according to Chazal, the Torah was actually given to the Jewish people on Shabbat. But there were six days of preparation. For six days, the mountain Harsinai was surrounded by the presence of God. And on the seventh day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke. In order for us to have this rendezvous with eternity, in order for us to have this spiritual experience like that of Ma'amad Harsinai on Shabbat, we have to ensure that our preparations are way in advance. This idea is not only in Shabbat itself, but it's in Shvi'id as well. Ratzadok explains that through this preparation throughout the week, Kedushad Yom HaShabbat Bechol Shiva Yamim, the Kedusha of Shabbat extends throughout the seven days. In next week's lesson, we will see how Ratzadok explains that this concept of the preparation for Shabbat throughout the week is actually supposed to be the experience of Shemitah as well. The experience of Shabbat Haaretz is only best understood and best achieved if one prepares for the entire period in advance. From the end of one Shemitah, one already starts preparing for the next. And in Mirza Hashem, we'll be able to see and see how that culminates in the sixth year in order for us to be duly capable of accepting upon ourselves the Kedusha Shabbat Haaretz Be'emet.